0: Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning. Welcome to our WBGS Wellbeing podcast. Um, this is the first time we're doing anything of the sort. Um, this is our brand new Wellbeing podcast for the school. Um, I have with me two guests from the Headboy team, um, Arish Lal and Daniel Bars. Would you like? Would you guys like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, hi, hi, everyone. My name's Arish. Arish. Um, I'm in Upper 6th Plat, and I am part of the school com- um, community team this year uh, and yeah I'm looking forward to sort of discussing, um, discussing mental health today um, and our well-being, it's going to be interesting.
2: Um, hi, my name is Daniel Bars, um, I'm also in Upper 6th Plat, um, where I'm part of the well-being team and uh, looking forward to having this chat today.
0: Great. And for those who don't know, I'm in Grove's house and uh, we've been working on the uh, head boy team throughout this year, working with Daniel, working with Arush and um, some of the other students on the head boy team. And this is basically a new initiative that we had um, in light of the lockdowns, the whole coronavirus pandemic. We thought it'd be a great idea to um, create a forum basically for students to have their views expressed, um, discuss some issues that they might not ordinarily talk about and to just in a in a kind of informal setting uh, a conversational style um discuss some very important issues that i think have always existed but have become um particularly pronounced with the with the pandemic
2: and i just want to point out um some of you may think that um we're sort of professionals and trying to hand down advice, but we're, we're really not psychiatrists or anything of the sort, we're just, we're wanting to communicate to you the importance of of communicating anything that you may be struggling with, and we, we just want to let you know and remind you of your support network, your friends, your form tutors, your teachers, anyone of the sort who, and you know, everyone wants you to be um, feeling well in yourself
1: absolutely right that's it and if i could just add to that and say that yeah. you know the thing with the thing with mental health is that we we all go through something different to each other it's so important um, and so productive to talk about it and have a discussion like we're having today um we just wanted to not only bounce off each other um but bounce off you listening to the podcast as well um some of you send in some responses to our form um and just we just want to look at things that might have affected us all um and, and make sure we can discuss it because that's such an effective way to, um, to really get get to grips with what we've been going through. Absolutely.
0: So, what we're going to do is discuss our own experiences of the previous lockdowns. Um, I think we'll start with um, Daniel, if you, if you wouldn't mind, and uh, just talk about really uh, how you found it, how you coped with it, and someone out there listening to this podcast might find some sort of benefit from it um so yeah over to you
2: yeah of course um so the first lockdown i found particularly tricky compared to the second one i know that's not the case for everyone some people found it easier with the, the nice long summer that we had last year and with the very dark winter this year but you know there's variation on that um but I did find in the first lockdown, there was a sort of loss of order in myself, um, I'm sort of papers all over the desk. Um, you were saying about this too right? ago. Yeah, nice.
1: I, I, I had that too. I, I literally at one point had, I just had a whole pile of papers from different subjects and interests on my table. Um, it's just so easy, I think, to get into that kind of a state where, because you don't really have you know you don't have school the next day no one's going to see your room um you kind of get into a state where you get a bit complacent and um you find it difficult to organize you find it difficult to find something to aim for um to organize your your stuff yeah I definitely have that
0: and um, I, I may or may not still have that pile on my desk today.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm, <laughs> so,
2: definitely, yeah. I'm definitely not denying that I still don't but I think Um, A lot of people definitely benefit from the order that school provides, and I think we're obviously very lucky that we're coming back to that now. But That wasn't issue I had over lockdown. Um, Another one with the isolation, it was kind of, I think this will resonate quite well as well with um, Year 7s and Year 8s who didn't really know many people. I also had that because um, coming into Watford Grammar at the start of Year 12, I was quite insular, and I didn't know many people. Um, So there was that isolation, which wasn't nice at all, but I think, again, now that we're returning, there's the benefit that we're getting back to that. Um, But also, with the loss of order, there was the issue of breaks and work-life balance, and this was also something that a lot of students mentioned, is that you we all need to kind of see where our peers are i think that's something we really lost i don't know if you guys would agree
1: yeah definitely i think something that we we usually get at school um is you know with break times and lunch times it's something to aim for um when you're working you have a, an aim that okay i'm going to relax with my friends at lunch time uh, so i'm just going to work harder now or um even at home when you're doing your homework, you know that you know, you're know you gonna be able to relax soon, you're gonna be able to go outside and do the things you want to do and meet up with people. So I guess you have a bit more motivation in that way and that makes it easier to find a work-life balance. But when you don't really have the option of relaxation in the way you used to have it, which is going out with friends or meeting up with people outside, which obviously we haven't really been able to do over lockdown, it can get a little, tricky to see anything else to do apart from work and you just don't have the break um, that you want And I definitely sympathize with that and I, I've definitely been through that myself and I, I completely sort of understand it if, if ever going through that as well uh, something that hit me as well yeah I
0: think you know structure is definitely important but the impact of the lockdown is you know very different to say for example someone who's is just working from home generally, you know, there are, there are a number of people who were working from home before the pandemic, but the pandemic brings with it, I think, a bunch of other issues such as not being able to, you know, use the time that you were going to use for other productive activities because now they're completely, you know, closed, either you can't go to the venue, you can't meet at a certain place, you can't be within a certain distance of, of, of certain people. So I think, you know, it's, the pandemic is very different to just being at home being off your own, own schedule because I mean in half term we we do tend to be at home and I think uh, it gives us a chance to relax and, and be on a, on a bit of a break but during the pandemic you know it was a completely different story it it, it didn't have the same effect so um yeah um Daniel is, is is that what you want to say about your your own experience then
2: yeah roughly it was really hard to delineate between you know when when work stops and when there's you know these nuggets of free time and things to do and people to see and i mean obviously again it sort of ties in with how limited what's um what we could do as you say yeah and that was sort of it made stopping work even harder to sort of see when it ends
1: and yeah.
0: Certainly. Then moving to Irish, if you'd like to give us a short summary of how you found the lockdowns.
1: Yeah, sure. So um I think more more with this lockdown than the than the first one. Um I I found my increasing quite a bit. Um mainly due to the fact that we have exams coming up as a year 13 year group but um also just I think generally about say whether I'll be able to achieve what I want to achieve whether I'll be able to kind of enjoy my last year before university just these kind of things that I don't think I would have worried about outside a lockdown but during lockdown they've just kind of got worse Um, and and you, you kind of stop trusting yourself a bit, you kind of get into this kind of a, a loop of anxiety. And I, I found that quite difficult. Um, and, and speaking with my friends about similar experiences was a was a great way to to solve that, I think. Um, but it, it is something that's quite difficult to control, especially when you're on your own and as you guys spoke about, when you're kind of isolated. Um, and also just fearing yeah, as I kind of said, fearing fearing the future a bit. Um, you know, for example, where all turning 18 this year. Um, and it's been a bit difficult to celebrate on 18th. And I understand for people younger in the year, people celebrations and um birthdays and, and things like that where well, we haven't really been able to experience them. Um, and I guess just fearing whether we'll be able to have the chance to make up for the lost time and make up for the lost um lost celebrations and lost memories and just just those kind of things that w- whether we'll be able to go back to how we used to be. Um, so yeah, just just these these kind of um, anxieties have mainly been been what I've struggled with. I'm not sure if it's been the same for you guys.
0: Yeah, I I think there's, there's an interesting idea that we could tap into here, and that is about overthinking things. So I think we'll all answer this question, if, mm. if you guys don't mind. The question is, do you consider yourself an overthinker?
2: I'll, I'll, Absolutely. I think
0: we'll I
2: definitely think I do as well. Um, uh, Daniel, what about you? Yeah, I I think I am. Well, I, I overthink that I am, um, but I sort of, any any sort of event or any uh, future sort of series of events as well, I sort of go, oh, but then if what happens, if what happens, you know, I'm always second guessing, and yeah, you're, you're completely correct that you shouldn't overthink but as you say.
0: And and I think there's there's a difference between planning and overthinking. So when you plan something, you have certain, you know, options that if something goes a certain way, I want it to go, then these are my options. If it goes a different way, I'm still ready for that. And I've got these options in front of me. But I think with overthinking, it's kind of trying to change the things that you don't really, that you know that you can't actually change. So for example exactly. exams you know there's huge uncertainty with that but there's only so much we can do we can only work to work exams that we're told we're going to have them we don't know when we don't know how but you know as as difficult as it is for someone who overthinks to say don't worry about how it is going to be or when it's going to be just know that it's going to happen and um Arish, what,
1: what do you hmm. think yeah, yeah. So I, I completely uh, agree with that. Um, I think I definitely overthink, and I, I kind of fix, probably showed that just now when I started speaking about what I was a bit nervous about. Um, and I think it's it's a natural thing. Um, it's something that we we all do, and we, you know, it's it's what we're kind of trying to achieve this this order. We're trying to plan and plan and plan, but don't realize that as we keep trying to plan and as we keep trying to order things and think about things. We're we're just making it completely worse. And it's kind of like um, you can use an analogy in our heads. We've got a big, um, there's a road of cars moving in different directions. And we try and order the cars and put them in and and just control the traffic. And we're unable to do so. We're just, you know, obviously you're unable to do that. Um, Obviously you're unable to stop everything and control everything. Um, and, and, And when you can't, when you try to, when you can't, that makes it so much worse so what one thing that i've um and you know i don't do this all the time but one thing that when, when you realize you've over we're overthinking and you're panicking a bit can almost just be to step back and just to real and just say to yourself that all i'm doing right now is kind of just thinking i'm not doing anything else i'm just thinking and then you kind of put some perspective on it and just think actually i can just step back from this right now i kind of just stop thinking for a bit just sit down and just stop thinking and just um try try and let those thoughts go uh, that's something that I've been able to sort of do at times to combat this this feeling of overthinking and um, panicking a bit as a result
0: yeah is there anything else you want to add to your experience before I go on to talk about mine no but I think I
1: uh, will move on to you yeah that'll be great right.
0: so I think I'll just pick up right where you left off about uh, trying to step back and I think I actually Im- impressed myself in many ways in terms of the ways in which I actually I stepped back from things. So um, for me, for example, having a system is obviously quite important. Um, when that system breaks down, you need to have certain ways to to get away from it, I think, personally. And and that's my way of doing it sometimes. And so I took up workouts and you know, home workouts, doing that as much as possible. Running was a big thing, using that, you know, window of um one one opportunity that we have per day to exercise. And that really helped me, you know, cope uh, doing a 5K run, um, just forgetting about everything else, having my headphones in and just enjoying nature. Um, all of these things to really immerse yourself into the world. Because I think often what happens is, especially as A level students, when stress, you know, reaches its limit and, and we can't really, you know, do any more, we, we're overthinking things, we're, we're actually losing productivity at the end of the day. So uh, I think, you know, stepping away from the desk, going into nature, um, you know, it's a lovely thing that that we have, the facilities that we actually have compared to other people around the world, you know, and that's something that we should often appreciate, um, especially when we're in those times, looking to those who might not have the opportunities that we do. Um, I think that really helps uh, with coping with things as well. And um, another thing I'd like to touch on, and I, I know many people would have been affected by, it, is um, the loss of family members and loved ones. So over the last lockdown, so that's the most recent one, um, I actually lost my grandfather. It was actually the closest family member I had um, to lose, like, I I actually haven't lost a a family member closer than that. So just dealing with that, having um, exercise in my routine and all these other coping mechanisms to step back from things is, I think, what got me through um, to the end, really. Uh, Mm -hmm. So... As we as we're coming out this lockdown, I think it's important to keep some of those principles uh, with us, so that we can you know be more dynamic. And I think that's that would be a summary of, of, of the of the two lockdowns for me, and that is being able to respond to situations quickly, effectively, and in new new ways really.
1: And yeah, a lot to learn from. Yeah, if I just add on to that, that about enjoying nature and. Um, and that's I think a great way to switch off and as you said appreciate what we've got around us Um, and hopefully that's something that the lockdowns have done for us which is by taking us out of our everyday routines and just slowing everything down a bit um, we've we've had that opportunity to enjoy what's around us a bit more enjoy as you said nature Um, and in that way I guess live a sort of a simpler life at times and and it can be a very good thing to do just to You know, switch off from work, switch off from your phones and and everything else. And and sometimes just kind of do nothing. And and, and as as you said, go for a run, go for a walk and enjoy enjoy what's around you, because in that way, you start to appreciate things that you kind of sometimes take for granted. Um, It could be nature. It could be your family. And it could be anything, really, um, that you don't usually appreciate. Um, And maybe that's something we can start to do, um, you know, we can start to take out of lockdown into our everyday lives as things hopefully get better um, and we can keep going with
2: Yeah and I think um, from what everyone who responded to our questionnaire said I think there was there were some people who were able to take the the time from lockdown and get into new interests be it I don't know chess or as you say, Ali, sports or any hobby, um, you know, I'm just reading them. Now there's space and planets or uh, just an interest in science or, you know, other academic subjects, music. So there's, there's always this sort of, this slight benefit from, you know, the year we've just had. And obviously, I know not everyone had this. Um, I definitely didn't really, you know, develop past where I was, but I think no matter what happens, um, I think we've all got to something a bit um, better. We've all become a bit more mature, at least. So I think there's these small silver linings to what has happened. I don't know if you guys agree
0: no i definitely agree and it's it's, it's about cherishing those small moments
1: mm-hmm. rather
0: than thinking about you know the whole pandemic and thinking about all the negatives you know you can find those small things and the more you think about them actually you realize how big of a thing it is and maybe you and didn't of that before so it's all about perspective really That's um orish so cool. anything you want to add on that before i think we'll move on to some questions
1: yeah, sure. I um, mean, yeah, no, I think we've we've spoken about lots of great things there. as you just said, perspective. Um, hopefully what what lockdown might have taught us at some times. Obviously, it's hard to keep to keep perspective consistently because we're we're still busy with lots of things, you know. As students, we've all got school work to do and other things. But I absolutely we can just try our best to always keep perspective and in that way we can just really appreciate everything that's around us and anything we might be going through whether it's work-life balance struggles or anxiety isolation whatever we might be going through we can always kind of just step back from it if we have a bit of perspective and we can um just try our best to take an easier approach towards our worries rather than getting too too stressed out about about them um and yeah it, it, absolutely I, I definitely agree with that idea about perspective and trying to maintain that
2: yeah, and just as a last thought before these questions, I just say, no. I, um, I think it's good that we've all kind of got through this, and you know, we can only know now, at least I'm fairly optimistic, that there will be improvements in times, obviously, at least since it's uh, summer, or we're approaching spring and summer now, and no matter how the last year treated us, we will be moving towards, uh, hopefully, the end of all of this. And I think we will be emerging, no matter how we were treated in this year.
0: Very positive and optimistic uh, outlook there, (laughs) and really appreciate it. All right. So what we'll move on to is some of the questions that we received through the Google Forms which uh, you answered. I think we had around 98 responses. So thank you to all of those who actually responded to the form. We've got some really great feedback. Um, I'll go for the first one, uh, jump in where you want to uh, add your own perspective to it. Um, and remember that all of these questions are anonymous that you send. So uh, there's no issue with privacy here. So, I think one of the one of the questions that was asked was how to help your friends go through depression and how drugs won't help them. So, there's two parts to that. One, The first one is about, you know, uh, we obviously are all not on the same page and we'll experience different emotions at different times. And so, we can't possibly time all our good emotions with, with our friends and we can't time all our bad emotions with our friends to have solidarity with them. So, we, as friends have to be there to to stick up for each other, to be there to um, speak to each other, even um, which will relate to one of the later questions, which I think Arush can can expand on. But um, with regard to helping your friends, it's just being there is is one of the key things. And although that might sound as cliche as it is, and everyone says it, and we've heard it in all the November assemblies, but genuinely, I think I'll speak from from my perspective. I was often not the first to initiate conversation. So um, that's that's something that, that happened to me. But when friends are reaching out, then it makes it easier and almost you feel compelled to actually talk about what you're going through. And so I think putting your own friend in, in that kind of a situation is beneficial for them, even if maybe it's out of their comfort zone. Um, Daniel, any, any perspective on that?
2: Yeah, I think um, sort of honesty, because often we forget that uh, our friendships, even though we develop them, and when we are at our happiest and we're enjoying ourselves, so you know, we might be building up our friendships through doing something we enjoy, like chess or cricket or whatever it may be. But our friends are also there for us to fall back on, and I think that's really important. So, I mean, some of my friends have had quite um, difficult years, and um, not necessarily people in school and It's just the fact that I know that they're there for me and they know that I'm there for them. And this sort of honesty that you can sort of remove this idea that it always has to be this sort of fast paced fun when you're with your friends is really important. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, we have to be very um, sort of stoic and and somber when we see our friends, obviously not. it's good to have fun as much as, as much as we want to, but just to know that we have people supporting us in our friends is really beneficial.
1: Yeah, I think it's really important just to make sure that you make you make it clear to your friends that they shouldn't be scared to speak to you. Um, they shouldn't be. I, I think a lot of the time when we're with our friends, we try and be our happiest, as Daniel said, and we try to be to make it sound like everything's cool because we want everyone to like us. We want you know everyone just to see us at our best. And, and, and it's understandable that we don't want our friends to see us in a bad place, to see us in a way where, you know, we don't want, we, we might not like the way that they see us um, when we speak, speak about what we're going through if we're a bit sad and um, going, going through something. But I think it's really important as friends um, that we, we say to each other, we send a message, we, we call we, when we're at school, we, we say to each other, we, we just make it clear that don't, don't be scared to speak about anything. Um, and, and, and I think maybe a good way to do so is just having regular conversations with our friends, just um, putting it out there so, and, and saying that whenever you do have something that you're going through, just, just come and talk to me. And it, it might sound a bit a bit of a strange thing to say to a friend. Um, you might not have said anything like that before, but uh, I, I know I, I, I haven't actually yet said anything like that to my friends before this lockdown. Um, but I found that actually messaging someone and saying, hi, I'm going to, I'm kind of going through something right now, um, uh, are you, and, and if you want to talk, should we talk, and, and actually, everyone's been really receptive to that, so I think as a friend, you, you shouldn't really feel scared um, to offer your help, and also to ask for help, um, that's really, I think, important to remember.
0: Absolutely, let's move on to some of the other questions then, um, Arush, did you do you have any you want to answer?
1: um yeah it kind of links to what we um what we said but one one person asked what why is it hard for men um to show emotion uh and I think that's you know that's a great question to ask and we're speaking about well-being it's kind of all about sharing our emotional experiences when we have a discussion about our our mental health um and, and this and it's quite a complicated thing to think about um maybe as as a, as a young as young men growing up and men as a whole we're we're held back by an image that you know men should be nice and you know men should be strong and then and, and you have to be able to kind of kind of deal with your problems um and just to be able to shrug it off, shrug it away shrug, shrug anything you're going through away and just to keep going and and I think things that are said to us a lot of the time that um oh everything's going to be fine or man up or, or, or and, and things like that can sometimes just hold you back and they can hold you back from expressing emotion um, and I think the good thing is is that we're moving away from a time where men have really struggled and, and men have almost been held held against what they've said if someone if a man um, sometimes does, holds back something about them they don't show emotion it might be because they're fearing that they're going to be judged and I think hopefully we're moving into a time, and I like to think that we're moving into a, in, in 2021, a place where that isn't there, that if a man expresses his emotion, he isn't viewed of as, you know, less of a man, or, or someone who is, is viewed in a different manner. I think it's just so important to remember that, um, and this is what sometimes we forget, that everyone, whether, we're, whether you're, you know, whatever you are, whoever you are, whatever background you're from, you're always going to have something that you're going through. There's always going to be something there. Um, and even if you don't feel like there's something there, that's, that's great. But to be the best version of yourself, to be the best, and, and as students listening to this, as, as young men, that to be the best young men we can be, it's all about just expressing ourselves. Because if we don't, then we're always holding back something about us. If we're holding back emotion, we're always holding back what is a piece of us. Um, and I think that's is what sometimes is forgotten um, when men don't show emotion so maybe as a, a, a way to solve that problem it's just to remember that to be the best version of ourselves I think we do need to really express whatever emotions we're going through whether that's joy or whether that's sadness or pain um, I think that's something that we've got to remember.
2: Yeah I think bottling it up can be really toxic I mean sorry that's my one favourite Way of describing it as bottling it up and even in your questions, one of them which is a bit off of what we're saying but still none of about mental health is why did some World War One soldiers have PTSD. That, that was a part of our whole culture which still exists today in, as Ira said, men sort of hold back, boys hold back, you know, don't cry it looks bad um don't complain it looks weak you know and if you sort of have anything going on that concerns you and you think you know what would really help if i just told person x then tell person x it helps um it helps them be more empathetic to you no one's really out to get you and can, sometimes we tell ourselves that, you know, oh, if I do this, you know, everyone's gonna laugh at me, but you know, it's really not the case, at least not in my experience.
0: No, great. Um, Some good perspectives there. I think we'll move on to just the last bit, if we can try and uh, wrap up then. Um, I think we've had about half an hour. Um, Should we, if there's a question that you think might be better the last question but the last question I have here is what, is what was the difference between the first and the second lockdown so just drawing those comparisons um, and wrapping up I thought would be quite good a good note to end on
1: yeah sure um, I think one thing that's different is that in the first lockdown we'd never experienced anything like this before um, it was all new it was, it was almost exciting in a way that you know there's no school uh, obviously there's there was online lessons and work set but there was this sense of freedom and sense of uh, excitement, I think, whereas in the second lockdown, everything felt a bit more monotonous, that, oh God, when when are we going to go back to school? When is this all just going to end? I think, as we said before, the weather contributed to that, but I think the first lockdown was far more exciting, but especially at the start. And I think, although it's difficult, although it's been so much more difficult to remain a bit more positive in the second lockdown, maybe we can try and just learn lessons from the first one, learn lessons from, and and this is what I was thinking to myself, that try and just see what you were positive about in the first lockdown and apply that into the second. Um, So whether whether that's just being excited about relaxing a bit or, you know, just enjoying your garden, enjoying the nature, enjoying nature as we spoke about, it's all about, I guess, trying to take the positives from the first one or any positives we might have found um, and applying them. Into our everyday lives. So, yeah, that's kind of what I found different and what I tried to do about it.
2: Great. Daniel? Um, Yeah, no, uh, the difference between the first and second lockdown. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. The first one was more of uh, a novelty, if that's even a justified way of explaining it. And second one was more this is what's happening. And yeah. That was just-
0: that's it um i think you know the first and the first lockdown it was unprecedented uh we hadn't anything like it our whole you know experience in the in the school system uh suddenly just came to to an end uh we had a very different way of doing things people were trying to adjust um like arish mentioned adapting to that uh new ways and then the second one was less less exciting but um we got through it, we're back in school now and um, looking forward to the future, hopefully trying not to overthink it, uh, trying to use our friends for support. Um, and really learning from this whole experience uh, is something that we won't forget. I'm sure we won't forget it. And um, all we'd like to say is make sure that you're, you're reaching out, you're finding help where you can. Um, tune into this podcast. We, we're hoping to do this uh, every other week um should be a good opportunity to talk about new issues and hopefully we'll rotate the guests around as well um anything else to add to that origin daniel
1: um thank you so much for listening i think um it's all it's all part of the process i think about dealing with our mental health and making sure we have where we're we're doing we're doing well but we're we're, we're all healthy It's, it's all about discussing things and um know it's obviously difficult to discuss it with the whole school but by responding to the form and by listening to us today you're all a part of the conversation you know and you're all part of what we're doing here we're all just we're trying to appeal to you and talk about what you might be going through and um yeah just thanks for being a part of this um this kind of journey and hopefully we can continue to um uh to help you and and continue to talk about interesting things with our well-being uh in the coming weeks uh hopefully I'm, i'm looking forward to maybe doing a few more
2: yeah yeah and i would just add remember your support network the form tutors the teachers the friends uh pastoral if you're in sixth form um chaplain um counselor the school has so many people who want to help you who want you to do well so
0: so we we had um daniel bars for those who might have forgotten now we had daniel bars uh, from the wellbeing team, we had Arush from the community team. And um, it's been a great episode. I've enjoyed it. Thank you both for joining me. And um, hope to see you all, some of you at least, uh, in our next episode.